Loving God, loving people. Welcome to Shiloh Church in Oakland, California. Here's today's message from Senior Pastor Javier Ramos. We all think we step into our purpose by accident. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, you need to take your shoes off too. Don't look at me all crazy because God's up to something right now. You know, we think God just puts it all together as we go. Let me tell you, before you were ever created, God had your purpose in mind. Amen. And you might feel like you're stumbling around. Let me tell you, you are not. God is strategic. He's got a plan. You might drift, but he will bump you back into place. Some of you getting bumped right now. And I believe you're going to get bumped with the word today because you need God to speak to you right now. I want you to hear this. You need God to speak to you right now. I don't know who I'm talking to you. I don't know who's watching online. But God is speaking right now to you. And he's saying there is something new that I'm doing. And as we learned in the last sermon series, God doesn't just speak just to wah, 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 wah. Charlie Brown you to death. How many of you have ever watched Charlie Brown? That teacher, don't even know what she's saying. It's just noise. See, when God speaks, I want you to hear, and we listen and line up and dial into the right frequency. When he speaks, change happens. And I believe there is a word of the Lord for the people of God in this hour that he's saying, it is time that you listen. It's time that we stop going through the motions. It is time that we begin to do it God's way. I want you to hear God's way. Some of us need to pray, Lord, get me out of my way. You are your worst enemy. I want you to hear that. Your opinions, your ideas, you've become your worst enemy. Do I have holes in my socks? No, praise the Lord. You become your worst enemy. And the Lord's speaking to you right now and saying, it's time for you to move out of the way and let me to begin to do things through you in a way that I want to. But it's going to, do, it's going to involve doing it God's way, according to his system. Amen? And part of that system is you living in relationship, not just with God. He wants you to have not just that vertical relationship. He wants you to have those horizontal relationships. Those people that are gathered around you, he wants you to have. There's some people that are not your friends yet that you need to befriend. And there's some people that are your friend that you need to unfriend. You want me to say that again? Because you need to write this down. There's some people in my life right now that I need to befriend and I need to unfriend some other folks. There's some other people you need to get out of your life. And we'll talk about why today. Because I believe the purpose and the plan that God has for you is right there in front of you. But you're trying to do this thing alone. Let me tell you, you have not been designed to live this life alone. And some of the biggest decisions you can make in your life is who is in your corner. Who is your corner? Who are those people that got your back? And if you're in the room right now and you say, I don't know who's got my back, then you need some people who've got your back. I want you to hear that. Because there's some people you've been living life with and you don't like the outcome of your life. And I'm going to tell you, you are the sum of your relationships. What you have going on in your life right now is because of the relationships 
that you have in your life or the lack of relationships. And I believe it's a critical decision that you have to make. Who am I connected to? Who am I living life? I believe this decision will define you in the days to come, right? It'll define you. It'll define if you see victory in your life. Amen? And I believe we struggle because what feels good or, 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 or what's comfortable, God's saying, it's time to move. I believe the Lord is saying, I am trying to redefine you. You've gotten, you've gotten comfortable with wrong. You've gotten comfortable with Syria always saying, you turn, you turn, you turn. And God's saying, no, I got a different path for you. How many of you get on Siri and she tells you to go one way and you say, no, 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 I know the better way. And then you go that way and then it doesn't go so well with you. Then you throw Google Maps in the same thing. And you think you're the, you know the right direction and you're living life stuck in traffic. Stuck, not advancing, not moving. See, relationships shape you. They shape you. And I want you to hear this. We've all had bad relationships. We've all had difficult relationships. We've all been hurt by relationships. I know who's in the room. I know the people, the stuff some people have gone through. We've all had death. We've all had brokenness. We've all had some words. Right? And, and what it does, and you see the world living this way, all those relationships have put me in a place where all I worry about is me. And we live life with a chip on our shoulder. And we live life waiting to pop off. Do they still say that? Pop off. <laughs> just waiting. You're just waiting. Come on, cut me off right now. I can't wait till my boss comes and says something. Watch this. Come on. Come on. I can't wait till my wife or my husband does that. I'll divorce them. They have rhythm, huh? Here now, Jesus, you could change my rhythm. Right here. And we're living ready to pop off because we've been hurt and we've allowed offenses and issues. I can't wait till they cross me. I hope they walk down. I hope they steal my parking place. I hope they steal my pew. I hope they cut me in peace. Because watch, 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 watch. And we're living ready to pop off. Why? Because this world and those hurts and those issues have caused us to drift back and say it's all about me. Right? And, and, and we, as the body of Christ, use our Christianese to keep people, our neckties and our pinstripes and our fancy colognes and our nice perfumes and our weaves and our, and, our, and our extensions and our hair color and our nail colors and our fancy shoes and my holy socks. And we use all that stuff to keep people at bay. How are you doing, brother? Oh, I gotta, gotta, gotta kickstart my Honda. And we really are just using that to keep people away so they can't get up close and personal with us. Let me tell you, you need somebody who could see the stuff in between your toes. You saw me yesterday. I was looking last week. I saw into three people's funky feet. You need, you need somebody that knows you're funky. 
You know, it's amazing to me how we could be in a room full of people but still be alone. You could have 20,000 followers but still be alone. You could have 3.7 million subscribers but still be alone. You could be famous and still be alone. You could be the lead pastor of a church and still be so alone that you're willing to kill yourself. We could be, have people around us, but still be alone. We could be married and alone. We could have a house full of people and still be alone at the same time. Because we don't have any life-giving relationships in our lives. God designed us to have life-giving relationships. He, we need that in our lives. It's not just his men, him and us. And, and there's the wisest man. The Bible says the wisest man that ever lived, ever has lived, and ever will live is Solomon. And as you read Ecclesiastes, if you haven't done that, you need to write, read that. Because it's, it's the end of his life, and, and he's seen it all. He's had all the girls. He's had all the fame. He's had all the riches. The Bible says there never has been nor never will be anybody as wealthy as Solomon. He's had his all. He's built temples. He's, he's done it all. And in, the, in Ecclesiastes, he says all of it, all of it without God under the sun is vanity. It's all vanity. But listen to what he says in Ecclesiastes 4.8. He says, there is one alone. This is the worst place to be in life. One alone, without companion. He has neither son nor brother. He's got nobody to pour into and nobody to receive from. He's got none of that. That person, and they think, I don't need anything. Look what he says. Yet there is no end to all his labors. He's chastened what the world has, nor in his eyes satisfied with riches. Let me tell you, the thing you think you need first before you enter into relationship, is you don't need. That's the enemy trying to put you on a hamster wheel. That's the enemy trying to get you in a place where you do not have meaningful relationships in your life. Amen? Tell your neighbor relationships are good for you. And I want to tell you, it is time for you to get some back in your life. I want you to hear that. Some of you have been living at a distance, and the Lord is saying to you today, it is time to get some back in your life. Because you can't handle it on your, all by yourself. I got this. I got it. I got it. I can do this on my own. That's a lie of the devil. That is a lie of the devil. And we guys are the worst of it. I got it. I don't need nothing. Me, myself, and I, I got it. That's a lie of the enemy. We all need people. We all think we're strong enough. We're big enough. Let me tell you, we're not. There's a great story of Muhammad Ali. And I think we got a picture of him where this story was, came from. And, and he was on a plane and, and the stewardess came by and he had just won a fight. And as you see, he's not wearing any seatbelt there. And he told, she told him, listen, you need to put on your seatbelt. And he said, he's like, you know who I am? 
I'm Muhammad Ali. I'm Superman. I don't need a seatbelt. And she said, if you're Superman, you wouldn't need a plane either. So get your seatbelt on. See, there's some of you saying, I got this. You need somebody speaking into your life saying, no, you don't. When this thing goes down, you'll crash and burn too. Oh, well, I'm an introvert and I'm an extrovert. I'm melancholic. I'm, I'm, I'm a seguin. I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Let me tell you, nobody could categorize you but God. Amen. Stop limiting yourself who you are to four personality types. You're unique. You're not one in 7.6 billion. You are unique. There's never been one of you, and there will never be one of you, Pastor Don. You're it. And we need you, and you are it for now. There's nobody else like you. Anybody that tries to put you, I love when people try to put me in a category. Say, don't put me in no statistic, no category. You don't know who I am. God says who I am. And my God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, me, and some of you in my life makes me what? Limitless. Because our God is limitless. But it takes all of us together. We need to live life. We need to be in functions. We need, we need relationships. I want you to hear this. We need relationships because the best you comes out through relationships. Not just with that vertical relationship with God, but also with those horizontal relationships with each other. Amen? And, and we can't let anything hold us back. And I'll tell you, one of the things that holds me back, you ask Melinda, we talk about this all the time. I talk about this with the kids. Because one thing that scares me is Christians. Because I want you to look around. We're weird. The Bible says we're a peculiar people. Stop looking at me offended. You know you're weird. Your ideas are weird. Your opinions are weird. And, and it's weird. You, you know, we, we, we only gather if somebody's standing in front of us and talking at us, and we're sitting in perfect rows, or we only go to people's houses if there's folding chairs and we sit in circles. It's the weirdest thing. And then we stick people in the middle of a circle and we lay hands on them and cast out devils. And we're all worried that if we go to people's houses, they're going to lay hands on us and cast out every devil that's inside of us. Well, that may need to happen, but let me tell you, there's more than that. Because a lot of us have been hurt by those relationships. It's not about the function. It's about living life one with another. I appreciate Pastor James Archie. He comes up to me all the time and says, how's it going? You okay? Anything you need? I need people like that. I got young people speaking to me. I got my, my kid, my daughter telling me I need to be more Tokyo street fashion. She dressed me today. <laughs> Somebody asked Pastor Jules earlier, is it casual day today at Shiloh? Look at the way the pastor's dressed. Today's casual day, just in case you didn't get the memo. I'm the product of the relationships in my life. Older and younger, brothers and sisters, Right? Brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, we're the product of all of it together. And if we don't have that in our lives, we're missing something. See, we're worried that, let me tell you, we're worried that people are going to know about our issues. Let me tell you a secret. See all the people down your row? I want you to look to the right, look to the left. Every single one of those people has issues. Every single one of them. Look at the person behind you. They got some huge issues. 
Look at them. Come on, just stare in their eyes. Watch what's going to happen. They're going to, oh my goodness, they see my issues. Oh, no, no. Let me tell you, you all got issues. You got issues. Let's see any issueless people in the room. Raise your hand. You know, and, if, and some of you are mad that I'm telling, talking about your issues. Because you say, I got no issues. Well, if you're watching online and you're sitting in the room saying, I got no issue, that's your issue. Thinking you got no issue. You got, you got issues. This holier than thou. Let me tell you, you want me to tell you a secret about my life? I got issues too. We all got issues. We all got issues. But the question is, are we going to live life up close and personal where we have people in our lives that say, you know what, you got an issue. And see, we don't want to face your issue. You don't want to face it. So you keep people far away. It's time for us to stop playing the church game. Amen? We need people in our corner where we could blow up and get mad and get a little frustrated and maybe even curse once in a while. What the heck? I appreciate, I got people like that in my life where you could be the real you. The real you. You know you're wearing a girdle today to church. That's not the real you. Come on. You don't ever put on that outfit till you go to church on Sunday. That's not the real you. Come on. You know what you look like without that makeup, and I'm talking to the men in the room right now. Come on. Be you. You know, that's what blows me away. I've been married to this woman here, dating 26 years, married for 23, and she's seen all of me. All of me. And she still loves me. You know, I'm blessed. I got the, the Wades. We've lived life together. BC, we've known each other a long time. I remember the first time I met Pastor Daniel, and I won't tell you about that story, but I thought, oh, he's weird. He had just come back from a honeymoon with Katie, and he shared a bit too much. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but, I, you know, all of a sudden, we became the best friends. We're traveling together. I've just met with them recently, and he told me straight. He said, you know what you're doing right now is wrong. I don't think you should do it that way. And I thought, you know what? He's right. And if I would, now, I would have gotten it done if I would have done it on my, set, on my own, but I wouldn't have done it the right way. And we changed, we changed the whole format of something because he spoke into my life. And, and, and I shared with you last week, there's some snares that the enemies put out in front of you that from your perspective, you can't see. You need somebody who's got your back. See, when a boxer, when a boxer goes to his corner, I love it because the coach comes out in front of us and encourages him. But he's got a whole team who are on watching his back. And they're speaking life to him, and they're pouring ice down his back and putting water in his mouth, sticking their fingers in his mouth, fixing up those cuts. They're doing all this stuff. He doesn't worry. Right there, if you see him, he's just resting on the ring while in between fights, and he's got people ministering to him. Let me tell you, you listen to real boxers. Now, I'm going to tell you a boxing story. How many of you like boxing? How many of you don't like boxing? 
My wife doesn't like it either. She thinks I'm a backslidden Christian because I watch boxing, but that's okay. Don't you tell me about the Triple G Canelo fight. I'm going to watch it today. You tell me who won. I'm going to box you in the name of Jesus. My son, I got him yesterday. He said, somebody told me who won the fight. I said, don't you dare say a thing. He started asking me questions. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I see my wife asking who won. Don't you dare. But I love it. There's a great fighter by the name of Miguel Cotto. And he was doing amazing. Well, he thought he was too good. He could beat everybody. And you know what he did? He, cut, he fired some of those corner men. I want you to hear this. And you know what happened when they, why? Because he, he didn't think he needed to work that hard. He didn't need people pushing on him anymore. And you know what ended up happening? Next fight, he got beat. Some of you are getting beat down because you got people in your life that just tell you what you need, what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. Ooh, it's getting quiet in here. Some of you offended with me right now. That's not me. That's the Holy Spirit working on your heart. And you know what happened? He even came on TV and was interviewed, and they said, why did you lose? And he blamed himself. He said, it's because of me. I put people in my corner who would say things to me that, no, they didn't push me, they didn't make, see, we all think it's about the main event. A fighter is not a fighter just based on the main event. What makes him a fighter is the work he puts in each and every day, amen? It's not just once every year. It's what he does every day and who he has in his corner. And some of us are stepping in with enemy and go, you're saying, yes, God, you said you give me Goliath and Goliath is beating your butt. And you're wondering why. And it's because of who you have in your corner. Because let me tell you, you are the sum of your relationships. I want you to hear that again. You are the sum of your relationships. I want to go to school. I want to get an education. But you only hang out with people who've never been to school and ain't getting educations. I want to stop having sex out of marriage. Well, you're only hanging out with fornicators. So guess what's going to happen? You're only going to have sex out of marriage. I want to get married. Well, you're only hanging out with single folks. Why don't you hang out with some married folks and learn? Oh, it's getting quiet in here. I'm this, I'm that. Well, you want to make a change? Find those people in your life. I got financial issues, and you only hang out with broke folk. I'm letting the Holy Spirit sink that in right now. Because there are some scales that need to be removed out of our eyes. And we need to do it. See, it's, God designed us to be the body of Christ. He didn't come just save you so you could be saved. He designed you to be a part of the body. Every ligament, every joint, every piece playing its part. Not playing the church game. Not playing the church game. God wants to display His glory in the earth, but He's waiting for us as the body of Christ to get it together. Stop saying, I'm too busy. God, I'm too busy for your way. I'll go one and a half hours every week and hang out with you and sing good songs. Holy ground, chains fall, revival, breakthrough. Oh, that's Christianese. You got no breakthrough in your life because we're not living it out each and every day the way God wants us to. Ooh, it's quiet. I like when it gets quiet in here, Pastor Jules. I love it. 
Because I believe the Holy Spirit is saying there's time to bring change. Amen? There's something God wants to produce out of your life. There's something better He has for you. And He's saying it's time for you to get your schedule in order. There are some things in your life right now that you've got scheduled in your life that are not bearing fruit. It's time to lop those off in the name of Jesus. There's some friendships you have in your life right now that aren't bearing fruit. Hear me right now. You need to lop them off. But how, Pastor Javier? Get out your phone right now. Get out your phone. I want you to text that person and say, I can't hang out with you anymore. Per Pastor Javier. Talk to you later. Blame it on me, baby. Blame it on me. It's not bearing fruit. I can't hang out with you. I need some brothers and sisters. I need some sons and daughters in my life. Ephesians 5, 15 to 16. Look carefully how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of your time. Because the, day, because the days are evil. So teach us, Lord, to number our days. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. Colossians 2.19 And not holding fast to the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together. How are we nourished and knit together? By ligaments and joints. Tell somebody, you're a ligament and you're my joint. Tell that other person, I need to live connected to you. Because look what happens when, I, when I'm touching, when I'm living connected to the head and connected by ligaments and joints. Look what it goes on to say. It goes on to say there will be growth with an increase that comes from God. You want some growth and increase? Stop living life on your own. Me and God, I got this. I got this. Amen? I got this. No, you don't have this. We need each other. I want you to hear this, 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. And I'm going to ask Pastor Nina about this because every time in the Bible you look about relationships and koinonia and that fraternity, that those people that you have something common with, it always, Jesus and, and the Lord's always talking about the last days. He's saying, be attent, the day is coming. Right now, it's all about relationship. Look what he says in 1 Peter 4, 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, let me tell you, when Jesus or the Bible says above all, that means listen. That means do it this way. Above all, love each other deeply. Not think, oh, I love you. No, deeply. I want you to hear this. Deeply love each other. Because why? Love covers a multitude of sin. You want to know why you're living condemned? Because you don't have relationship in your life so that love could cover you and cover that sin in your life. So the enemy's got you all living all by yourself condemned when that's not God's attention. He wants you to know that people love you with your issues. Amen? None of us will ever be perfect enough. None of us will ever be good enough without each other. Offer hospitality one to another without grumbling. Each of you should use 
Whatever gift, listen, whatever gift you have received to serve others, your gift aren't to say, look at my gift is better than your gift. Your gift is to serve the person sitting behind you and around you. Oh, I want that gift. No, you're not getting that gift. That gift's been given to that person so that they can serve you in that gift with that gift because you need that gift. Not that it should be your gift because you got your own gift. Oh, I'm perfecting my gift. And once I got it all good, you know, once my living room's bigger, well, what do you need a bigger living room when it's just you and the TV? Father, when I get that Cadillac, well, what do you need that Cadillac for if you're just driving yourself around? Ooh, it's quiet in here. How about do with what you have now according to God's system and you watch how the breakthrough and revival comes and the glory of God begins to evade. Listen to this. You have received to serve each other as, look, this is how we show that we're faithful stewards of God's grace. See, you're not a good steward of God's grace if you're doing it, you mean God. If you're doing it your way, Look at what it says. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength with the strength God provides so that in all things, God can be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen? This is God's system. This is God's way. Above all, love people. It's all about other people. It's not, let's be honest, a lot of us come to church for an hour and a half to just be blessed. We don't come for other people, we come to be blessed. Father, bless me. You love when Pastor Jules was praying for the offering. Yes, Lord, bless my finances. Because then when I get rich, I'm going to do it all. Well, let me tell you, if you're not doing it now, you won't do it when you get another dime. And you know what? There's some people in this room, God has shown you that. He has blessed you. And he's given you more, and now you're wondering, I got more and I got less. Well, because God's saying you're doing it your way and not God's way. See, God's a God of multiplication, not just a blessing. And he multiplies you, not just so you say, look at how multiplied I am. He multiplies you so you could be a blessing to others. Amen? We need to be nurtured. We need to be in those relationships. We need to go on missions trips together. We need to serve together. We need to live connected. We need deliberate and intentional relationships. We can't be all alone. Colossians 2, 19. It's the ligaments. It's the joints. It's the connected parts. We all know what happens if you don't care for the body. What happens? What happens if you wait till the doctor prescribes that medicine? Well, you're dead, basically. Why don't we do some preventative stuff before we get into that issue? Melinda and I have had those conversations. Hey, are we at a roadblock in our marriage? You know what? Before this becomes an issue, maybe we should go meet with somebody. Maybe we need to make sure. We need to make sure we're connected. I remember we had a good marriage. We went to a life group on marriage. When we went to that life group, they all sat in circles. And we had people that were divorced. We had people in the room that were separated. We had people that were living Laverne, uh, Lucy and Ricky Ricardo style. And then we were in there feeling like weird. But you know what happened? Our good marriage got better. And now we're on our way to best ever. Best ever. Best ever. 
I saw her walk into my office this morning because, you know, you all know how I get to church a little sooner than they do. <laughs> the Lord's doing that, something in me. And I get there a little sooner, and I saw her walk in, and it was like, my heart, I can't preach now. I'm staring at you, baby. You look so good. And I'm like, boy, why don't I go out on dates with her more often? thought of you we get busy let me tell you let me tell you I'm gonna can I confess something to you you're gonna hold it against me that's okay if you do I don't care here we go I was out this week twice I was out with my son and daughter on Tuesday night and then I was out with my two girls my wife and my daughter later in the week and I got in trouble both times because I was on that lousy rectangle this one right here. And you know what my daughter said? Daddy, I thought you were with me. And I said, well, don't you know who I am? I'm El Pastor. Actually, in the Spanish service, they call me El General Pastor Padre. And you know, the Lord convicted me. Same thing happened when I was out with my wife and daughter. And my son, my son said, Dad, I thought you were with us. What are you doing on that thing? Somebody's texting me right now about it. You know what I did? I threw it away. See? See how much value you put into that? None of you squirm like that when I told you that I was not talking to my family. Relationship is the priority. See, you think you're too busy. Let me tell you, you're too busy. You're right. You're too busy because you think you're more than you are. You are the sum of your relationships. And if these relationships aren't good, then this relationship aren't good. And stop worrying about my phone being broke or not. Lord, break it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Stop texting me. Amen? We need that. We need mentoring. We need good relationships. Don't wait until your relationships are broke. You all remember I did a series, and, and, and one of them was being a good host. And the Lord spoke to me about my body. Now, I preach you guys guard wells and, 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 and grieving the spirit and all that. But for me, God spoke to me about my body. And he said, Javier, you're saying you're a host. You're talking about the Holy Ghost, but how are you taking care of that temple? Because what's going to happen when you turn 50, 60, 70? If you don't take care of yourself now, the enemy would love to take you out so you can't go nowhere. You are going out fellowshipping with people and stuffing your face at the same time. And God said, oh, it's getting quiet in here. And, 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 and I heard the Lord say, you're going to get here two, 20, 30 years too soon. And I'm going to say, uh, sit out and wait to come into heaven because you arrive sooner than expected. And the Lord, that's how God spoke to me. Now, I'm not saying this for you. That was, God's got to reveal this to you. And I praise the Lord, I don't take any pills or anything like that. And God said, do you want to? So how about before you start to, you start taking care of yourself? How about before you get into a bad marriage, you start taking care of your marriage? How come, how not, you want to see the glory of God? Why don't you get into a relationship? Stop doing it your way. 
and let's do it God's way. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. Stop believing the lie. Because let me tell you, you want God to bring restoration in your relationships. That will not happen until you get into a healthy relationship. Did you hear me? Let me say that again. On your own, relationships will not be healed. On your own. That restoration will not happen until you get into a relationship with a, a healthy relationship with a brother and sister in the Lord. And when you begin to hear, there, what you know what's going to happen? God's going to connect you with somebody. Listen, he's going to connect you with somebody who's gone through what you've gone through. And they're going to have a word for you. And they're going to give you the action steps of how to do it. I've seen it. I've seen people been mistreated and broken and abused, get connected with other people, and God solves and heals their problem. God wants you to stop carrying the pain. He wants you to burn the record of wrong. He wants you to stop carrying around. He wants you to get into a relationship with people that will stand in your corner and say, I got your back. And you watch healing is going to flow. Healing is going to flow. Healing is going to flow. There's a great story in the Bible, and I don't have time to get into it, in John 5. And you see Jesus steps into where the pool of Bethesda is. And the Bible talks about porches. There's five porches in there. Right, Pastor Nina? I'm watching you because me and her go at it about theology. It's wonderful. But you know what was interesting is you saw all the broken people hanging out together, the lame people with the lame people, in each porch, the blind people with the blind people, and healing never came to them. They complained that there was no, we all sing these river songs and water songs. I'm in the water business. You want to know how contamination comes into fresh water? When it gets stagnant, when it stops flowing. When there's no fresh water flowing into that reservoir or into that location, all of a sudden biofilm builds up that can begin to harbor parasites and bacteria and it affects us. It makes it sick and it causes sickness all around it. Some of us in the room have gotten stagnant in our lives. We're lame and we're hanging out with lame people. We're blind and we're hanging out with the blind. It's amazing to me. You watch church culture and you see people. It's funny how, you know, the people that have a big church culture, it's like they know each other. They gravitate to one another. The new people gravitate to one another. The gossipers gravitate to one another. The ones that backslide every Friday, they gravitate to one another. It's a weird thing. It's like we wear, we know what porch we belong to. And God, while Jesus walked in and said, why are you sitting over there? This is where there's life. This is where there's life. Oh, where the water hasn't stirred. But doesn't scripture say that we are called to stir up the gifts that are within us? Doesn't scripture say we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony? Doesn't scripture say we got to get that water flowing? Stop hanging out on the porch where you're sitting. Get into a relationship. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools is destroyed. They're destroyed. They're destroyed. 
Hebrews 10.25 says, Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Right where you're at, I'm going to pray for you right now. I believe God's speaking to some of you. Close your eyes. Lord, I pray for every relationship represented in the room. Father, we need you, Jesus. The most important relationship is you. Father, but I just pray that we're going to be a church that believes in relationship. Father, let us not be religious. Father, that's not about religion. We know that relationship and religion are miles apart. Let us be intimate with one another. Let us have meaningful relationships, real relationships, fun relationships. Father, I just pray for those in the room that know they're not in those kind of relationships and they're just going through the motion and they're not getting into relationship. Father, I just pray that they're going to realize that they're missing out on the funnest part of the whole thing of being part of the body of Christ, that they're going to know that there's more for them when they live connected. That we're going to love, man, I need God and I need people. Father, show us how to love like you do in a loving, unconditional, uncompromising way. Father, let us love you and others as you would want us to. Father, I want some mere relationship in my life. And I just hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, it is time to come back. It is time to get close again. It's time to get in that relationship. And the Lord is bringing healing right now in the room, right now, right where you're at. Just put your hands up. Father, I pray healing. You know the wounds. I pray healing. Father, and I just believe as we get connected into healthy relationships, Lord, you're going to restore broken relationships in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Senior Pastor Javier Ramos. We invite you to join us at Shiloh Church for worship, prayer, and the message of God every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or watch us online at shilohchurch.com.